Welcome to the Detox Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Gwena, certified holistic health coach and detox enthusiast, and I'm here to talk all things detox. Toxins exist in our lives in many forms, from the foods we eat, products we use, people we spend time with, and even the thoughts in our heads. Here we discuss how various toxins may be sapping our energy and vitality, and how we can detox to create a life we love. Each week, we'll discuss everything from nutrition, clean beauty, body image, stress management techniques, career and business, relationships, you name it. Whether it's with a guest or just yours truly, we'll get real, raw, and honest and provide tangible tips to detox all areas of our lives. If you're ready to step into the most vibrant version of you, let's get started. At the end of the day, that's what this is about, is people feeling confident and amazing in what they're wearing. You know, it helps their mindset. It helps their, you know, how they feel about themselves. And it really helps how other people perceive them because you kind of put that energy out there and you kind of get that energy back. So I think it's, it's very sort of cyclical or holistic in that regard. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Detox Diaries podcast. It's finally starting to feel like spring and it's perfect timing because this week we are talking spring cleansing our closets. So I'm talking to Maura Gauhan this week and she's a personal wardrobe stylist who helps her clients to detox their closet and build a wardrobe that they love. So we discuss how often our closets are full of just like random old items that really no longer serve us and it can be really hard to let those things go. And, you know, we talk about how to go about doing that process, what items we should be investing in, what we should definitely get rid of, and what everyone has been dying to know, if you can keep your skinny jeans. We also touch on the must-have items that everyone should have in their closet, the impact that having a wardrobe that you love can really have on your confidence and your mindset, how to incorporate trends into your closet, the real quote-unquote rules to keep in mind when developing a wardrobe you love, the five questions that you should ask yourself when you're doing a closet detox, and how to keep your staple items feeling fresh and new. So this is a really fun conversation. I know I'm really excited to do a closet detox of my own, and I'm sure that this episode will get you really excited as well, whether you choose to use the support of Mora or tackle it on your own based on some of the guidance she provides. This is definitely the perfect time of year for this episode. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hi, Maura. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. And for everybody listening, Maura and I connected on Instagram and she mentioned that she helps people detox their closets. And I just right away was like, I want to have you Mm -hmm. on the show. I think this is such a fun topic to talk about. So I would love for you to just kind of kick it off by talking about your background and what brought you to doing what you do now. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much. Um, I love your, uh, I love your message. And I, again, I I sort of thought it was a natural fit too. So um, (laughs) thank you for reaching out. Um, So like I said, my name is Maura Gauhan. I have uh, two small businesses. One is Wandering Parisian and the other one is Dating with Style. But for both of them, um, I am a professional wardrobe stylist. And what that means is that I essentially help people kind of create the wardrobes and closets that they want. Um, and that fit their lifestyle. So, you know, if you're a professional person, you want to look more put together at the office, or if you're out there dating and it's been a while for you and you don't have anything in your closet that really says, Hey, I am 
serious about going on a date and looking good and, you know, showing up for myself and for the date, um, then I help people like that too. So, um, yeah. And part of that getting to the detox piece is that I like to get into people's closets and detox, what does not serve them. So that's a big part of, um, of what I do. And it tells a lot about a person and kind of where they've been and, you know, where they want to go, you know? Absolutely. I think as someone who I'm kind of like a mixed bag, <laughs> I would say mm-hmm, when it comes mm-hmm. to hanging on to things for way too long versus like just purging stuff. So I guess kind of getting into that with like the detoxing of the closets, what yeah. kind of do you encounter most often and kind of why do you feel like people have such a hard time getting rid of things? Oh, such a good question. Um, Well, first of all, I want to say, and, you know, this wasn't something that I knew right off the bat, but when I first started this, it became very clear um, very soon on that a person's closet is really a, I'm not going to say sacred space, but it's a very personal space. It's, it's, you know, full of choices that they've made and memories that they have. And I mean, I'm sure you can go through your closet and sort of pick out pieces that you met somebody in, in this, right. Or my first interview or, you know, any of those things. So it's really kind of a walk down memory lane for a lot of people. And it's a window into who they were and how they kind of presented themselves to the world. Um, and so I think that's why people hang on to things because these are memories, you know, these are sort of good times, maybe not so good times, you know, um, the way we, we looked, you know, our style. Um, and what I find in, I find that women kind of have a little bit more attachment versus guys. And I know that's probably not going to sound like a shocker to a lot of people. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I think that's why people hang on to things. And I think also too, you know, just depending on what they're going through in life, like if they gained a few of those COVID pounds or if they've gained pounds because, you know, they've recently had a child or, you know, in the hopes of sort of, I'm going to get back to, into that you know, suit again, or I'm going to get back into that outfit again, because that represents me. And as people kind of go on and really sort of um, think through it, it's like, well, that was you, but you're a different person now. And that's okay. And we're going to fit you for your lifestyle now. You know, you're not that 25 year old. (laughs) You're 42. And, you know, you look amazing. And let's celebrate that, you know? Um, So yeah. Yeah. Very personal. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that. I think that the weight thing is a really big piece of it. People feeling like, oh, I'll fit into that again kind of thing. And yeah, that is like a really toxic kind of like haunting thing. Like every time open up your closet or a drawer and it's kind of like, oh, like I don't fit in that. So it's kind of like a reminder that's really not helpful for us. And yeah. Well, it keeps you, it kind of keeps you back in the past. And it kind of also says that, you know, change is not good. You know, we should stay that same, whatever, 24 year old or, you know, whatever the ideal in the head is about, um, what you feel represents you, you know, changes, change is amazing. And I think embracing it in a way that really celebrates the here and now is, is, is good. It's good. You know, the other thing about losing weight, I'll say this is, you know, the first thing people do 
when they do lose weight is they want to go out and get new clothes. You know, they're feeling amazing. They want to maybe try some new trends and see how that goes. Like they're just kind of feeling it. Um, so, you know, to anybody that's out there, that's kind of hanging on to things to get back into those jeans, you know, don't, don't. There's so many options out there for you to look amazing. So definitely. I love that. And I guess kind of, we talked about weight being something that people hang on to. Do you feel also like people have a hard time? Like what are the kind of the other things you mentioned, like maybe age, like appropriateness, is that something that comes up a lot or like where they're in their lifestyle, like kind of digging in a little bit more. So maybe people are Feeling yeah, age is like, <laughs> age is well. No, I mean, I, I well, call them. <laughs> I'm gonna say that can relate to because I, I really do see um, sort of similar behavior patterns. Um, and as a side note, <laughs> maybe I should have mentioned this before. Is um, so I used to work in health behavior research, and so I'm really interested in people's behaviors and patterns. And when you get into people's closets, you know you really see patterns, you know, like I look great. I always look great in, um, I would say peasant blouses (laughs) for any example, um, or button downs. You know, I look great in button downs. Well, you look in the closet and there's 25 button downs. There's no, uh, variation. Right. So, you know, I see that as a pattern, but I also see kind of getting back to sort of age, um, is that women that are, um, you know, kind of in a, in a point in their career where they feel like they've really sort of reached um, a really nice um, achievement level. I mean, they're not plateaued or they're not, but I want to say sort of like late 30s, maybe early to mid 40s. They still have things in their closet that are sort of the J Crew, the Banana Republics, you know, those sort of, you know, business and work things that used to work for them. But now that they can afford a little bit more, they want to look more put together are really interested in looking a little bit more professional um, and have the money to do it. And they want to get rid of things in their closet that are just sort of one-offs. You know, I think a lot of us have purchased things that maybe, I don't know, we kind of were emotionally attached to or just thought it was a good idea. We purchased it and we haven't paired it with anything. And it's sitting in the closet literally with a tag on it still, right? (laughs) So I think it's also a time where people, you know, have a lot of that or have accumulated that and they just want to create a closet that works for them, you know, where they don't sort of go in with their head off to the side and an arm in and reach in and try to get something, you know, that, that fits them. Um, but they really have created a go-to closet that, you know, really works. Everything works in it. Everything looks great. Nothing's a one-off. Um, so I, f- I find that a lot. Um, yeah. And do you feel like, because I think lots of times there's always the, this desire to have like more, like, especially even when we're talking about like, you know, having things that maybe aren't really for us anymore, for whatever reason that may be. And yeah. we're kind of more focused on getting more of the things that we think could work as opposed to purging the things that don't. Yeah. And I guess kind of like, what do you think there is to be said for like that detox portion of it? Like, it's not just about the adding. It's also about the, the letting go of the things that we just don't need. Yeah. And I think a good example of that is let's say, um, 
you know, you had this go-to blue blazer, right? And now it's tattered and worn and maybe it wasn't that great to begin with in terms of like quality and you're still going to need it. So when you purge and get rid of things that, you know, either don't fit or have seen better days, you do want to have those basics in there. So I think part of the creating a clause that works is making sure that you have the basics in there that are going to work for your lifestyle. I mean, again, I, I, I sort of referred to people's work wardrobes, you know, not everybody has or needs a suit, but whatever that is for you, you know, you want to make sure that you have a good quality of that um, when you start purging things. And I guess like this is kind of skipping ahead. I know I have some quick fire questions for the end, but we did kind of touch on like the concept of having those like basic closet builders. So maybe if you could kind of say like the, the three-ish things that people should definitely have, women should definitely have in their, let's say they have more of a, not necessarily a suit, but they need to be a little more like business-y for work. And then yeah. what about like your like casual wardrobe? Like what are kind of those like must-haves that you should always make sure you have things you love? Well, number one, I'm a huge believer in um, the gift of the blazer. (laughs) Blazers, um, my God, you can put it over anything, honestly. And, and, you know, as you've seen sort of in fashion, you know, people are wearing blazers over, you know, tracksuits, right? Like, (laughs) so I think one of the key things that everybody should have is a blazer that is versatile. If you're a navy blue person, if you wear a lot of black, if you wear a lot of gray, you know, or, uh, you know, white or off-white, whatever that key blazer is, have one that's good quality, that fits you well. And if um, you fitting, fitting is an, is a, is a huge thing that I sort of scream from the rooftops is, you know, you can have things in your closet that may be very expensive. Uh, You know, you paid a lot of money for, you know, whatever, but if it doesn't fit you, then it just doesn't look good. Um, So, you know, a blazer that fits you, that works in your closet because you can wear it out, you can wear it um, to work. It goes with jeans, it goes with dresses, you know, so have at least one to two go-to blazers. The other thing is have a pair of jeans that fit you to a T. And, you know, right now, as you know, sort of wide legs are in. A lot of us have drawers and drawers or closets full of skinny jeans. Um, I would say get a pair of jeans that really fits you and complements your body type. Um, and that's that's a whole other thing. But spend that extra money, you know, um, cost per wear, that's a thing. So it's worth the money. And then the other thing that I would say is find a pair of shoes that are go-tos per season. Um, that you, that again, you spend a little bit of money, more money on, but they're going to continue to look good. You're going to continue to look, um, put together. Um, and everybody's, yeah, everybody's, you know, feet are a little bit different. So I'm not going to throw out brands because, you know, everybody doesn't have narrow feet or, you know, or wide feet or whatever, but spend the extra money is, is the message on, on those three things, I would say. That makes sense. And would you say that that, is there anything kind of, cause I think that's sort of like a versatile, you could, most people can wear that to work probably at this point. 
And Mm -hmm. is there anything for people who have to get like a little more dressed up? Is it something like a pencil skirt or, I mean, this is so, I've never worked anywhere (laughs) to get more dressed up, but is it a little black dress? Like, is there anything like that, that kind of is just like really great for somebody in a more like professional workplace? Yeah. I mean, those are the sort of, as you mentioned, um, the pencil skirt, it's, that's a classic, you know, you want to have kind of the classic go-tos because when you have those, and I think I mentioned this before the basics, I guess, um, you can do anything with that, right? So let's take that pencil skirt. You can pair it with a button down or you can put, if you want to do something fun and have sort of a, a, a tee with it, with a blazer over it, it, you know, pencil skirts go with boots and booties and heels, like invest whatever you know, your lifestyle is make sure that those core pieces, um, or key pieces are good quality, uh, because you're going to wear them over and over again. Great. And then I think something that a lot of people probably struggle with too, is the difference between having like your style versus like fashion and trends. So yeah, how do you kind of yeah. help people with that and kind of guide them to create like what really feels like them, but also like helps them be current? How much is all of that important? Like, how does that work in? I'm so happy you said that because I actually meant to um, touch on this before when you were like, <laughs> okay, so can we talk about things that you see in people's closet calling, calling them out a little bit? One thing that I will call people out on is when there's a new trend or trends, or, you know, these are the top 10 things, you know, that you may want to try or that are trending this season. A lot of people will automatically say, oh, I can't wear that. I'm too old. Or I can't wear that. That's, you know, that'll look ridiculous on me, or that's not, you know, they don't consider my body size or my body type. And all of that is just rubbish. It's just, it's, it's a way, it's an excuse to opt out, frankly, in my, in my view, I think people have style in that they know what they like and Um, but they may, and they're not one style, you know, like I'm not always just going to dress in sort of a classic blue button down. I like things that are trending. I love, love sequins, you know, like I love, so, um, you know, I call people out a little bit in don't always say no first, think about it. Not everything is for everybody. Um, and I'll give like a, a, a quasi benign example. Um, last season, yellow was the color. Or two seasons ago, yellow was the color. I look terrible in yellow. Like I just, I like it, but I just, I don't, I don't have any of it in my closet. And I challenge myself to get things that don't reflect on my face. And I don't want to look bad, but that, you know, just sort of opting out was like, well, why are we doing that? Why can't we just be creative and, you know, dive in? Like, how can we use it versus I can't? So I think that's, you know, creating somebody's style, going back to your question, creating a style is really very individualistic. I think, like I said, you know what you like. It's just being able to take what you like and translating that into what looks good on your body type. You know, that could be patterns, that could be colors, that could be sort of a new cut in a blouse or, or new pants, um, you know, high-waisted pants, you know, different cuts. So I think it's, it's something that takes a little bit of time and a little bit of effort. And I think that's kind of where people are like, oh, they sort of throw their hands up. It's like, oh, I don't know how to do this, right? Because um, it's not, it's not automatic and, and not everybody knows how to dress for their body type. I think that's more of the key of creating your style too. 
um, that should be considered. So yeah, don't opt out people. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's funny because I'm like, in my head, I kind of always relate things back to the stuff that I help clients with. But even too, when it's like, oh, like I don't like the idea of being plant-based or certain vegetables or things are like gross people out <laughs> because they haven't tried them before. And it's yes. just kind of like a bit of being, it's one thing to be like, I've tried all the things I have a sense of what works for me. So like, I just know that's yes. not really for me versus being like, not wanting to like put yourself out there and try new things because you may find that certain things work really well for you. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, and to your point, you know, I'm not advocating for somebody that like, for instance, has big shoulders, right. And it's kind of self-conscious about their shoulders. You know, I'm not advocating that you, you try the new trend of sort of the big puffy sleeves and shoulders, because that will draw attention to it. Like I respect how you feel about certain things, but you know, there's other ways that we can sort of celebrate the, you know, your body type and your style and really, you know, have you feel amazing. Cause at the end of the day, that's what this is about is people feeling confident and amazing in what they're wearing. You know, it helps their mindset. It helps their, you know, how they feel about themselves. And it really helps how other people perceive them because you kind of put that energy out there and you kind of get that energy back. So I think it's, it's very sort of cyclical or holistic in that regard. Yes, I absolutely. I think you kind of touched on it and I would love to go a bit more into when we talk about like dressing for your body type, I feel like some of the things that probably people are jumping to is like, Oh, if you're short, you should wear heels or all these like shoulds. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Things totally. about us that like, we're kind of taught we should be like fixing as opposed to focusing on the things that we like and accentuating mm -hmm. them. And like you said, if there's something where we already feel like our shoulders are broad, yeah, you don't want to wear a top that accentuates that, but kind of, is there anything kind of looking at it from the lens of the things that we do like? So let's say like you have a small waist and you like to accentuate that, or like a couple of things that you kind of give like specific tips to your clients. Cause I would love for some people to walk away and be like, okay, like these are things I could experiment with for my body. Yeah. One tip that I will give people and it's amazing how, what a difference is. It may, some people may know, but when you try something on and you're looking in a mirror, have somebody take a picture of you in that outfit because it looks completely and totally different. Um, and that will give you sort of a, a better sense of how the garment that you're wearing or the outfit that you're wearing is, you know, really sort of looks. Um, so I, okay. The other thing that I'll say is there are rules out there. Yes. But I'm a rule breaker <laughs> by nature, but saying that it's like, okay, you can break the rules, but do it in a way that's going to kind of benefit you. Um, you know, Short people, for instance, petite people, um, you know, shouldn't wear long skirts, right? But you can, if you wear a waist that's a little bit higher, put on more of a heel, then it does elongate you, you know? Um, you can wear, you know, also for petite people, a really good tip is, um, is wearing shoe, wearing platforms. You know, if you have sensitivities around wearing heels, you know, platforms are great. 
I mean, there's all kinds of tips and tricks on, on what to wear. Um, but what you want to achieve is balance. So balance in the silhouette. So if you're a little bit bigger on top, whatever pattern, concentrate a little bit more on the bottom and vice versa. And that way you kind of create that balance. And that goes across all of, body, all of the body types. I mean, we can get into specifics. Like if you have a big chest, you know, try V-necks or boat necks or stay away from crew necks. You know, there's, there's all those specific things. But I would say by and large, what you really want to try to achieve is balance in your outfit. You don't want something too loud or overwhelming um, that's going to speak before, you, you know, people see you, like they'll see their outfit before you, um, you know. And if you do have a big print on, you know, try something that is, um, you know, a solid color that'll balance that out, like, a, you know. So there's all kinds of like little tips and tricks, but I think people should do a, just a little bit of investigation on what their body type is. Um, or types, you know, you can be more than one, you know, you can be hourglass, but a petite, or you can, you know, have a little bit more of your body weight concentrated in your hips and thighs, but you may be quite tall. So you want to sort of play to those two body types too, but take a little bit of time to figure out what your body type is and then create a balance within your wardrobe or when your outfits, um, when you dress. And I think that's another thing too, is kind of like creating the balance with your body, but then also with the different pieces of an outfit, I think, and this is an assumption, but probably lots of times when people hire you, it's not because they have a really strong sense of style kind of thing. It's more that they, and I can be mm -hmm. totally wrong. They like, don't really know what they like. And it's sort of like their, their clothes are speaking for them and they don't even really know what their clothes are saying. Yeah. And some yeah. of the things I think people, when they don't feel confident in their body, they just think the bigger, the better. And they kind of like, oh my gosh, I know I, you know, it's, I'm so glad you said that because, um, actually was, I think it was last week. I had a friend of mine tell me about a date that she went on and she said, she went on two dates with this, with Sky, and they went both times they went to a nice restaurant. And the first date, he wore sort of a bigger shirt. And she thought, okay, that's a little odd. And then the second time they went on a date, he wore a shirt that was even bigger. And she just thought, well, that, that's so weird. But, oh, wait, I can tell that he has a little bit around the tummy and he is trying to um, hide that. And he was really creating the opposite effect of what he, he wanted because he was making himself look bigger and kind of, you know, sloppy, you know, not, not put together. And she was, she was a little offended at first. And then she kind of thought about it. Cause she was like, you know, I spent a lot of time putting together what I'm going to wear. And he just looked like he threw something on, which I don't think was, was his intent, but you know, to, to your point, I think he was trying to hide behind, you know, his shirt. Um, and this goes back to something that I said earlier, when we were talking about fit, fit is key. It really, really is. Um, and I, and I'll speak specifically to men that I think that when things fit the way they should, um, men in the U.S. tend to, also a little bit older, tend to think that they're too tight when they actually fit. Um, and I see you're smiling on that. It's like, no, this is how it's supposed to fit. You know, I think, you know, men have just gotten used to very um, sort of that baggy look that was super in in the 90s. 
Um, and they just they never kind of transferred over to to um, to better understand how things are supposed to fit their silhouettes. Totally. Yeah. And I guess as far as with women too, like, do you find kind of when they find things that really fit them better, it's might be hugging them a bit more, but it actually makes them look, it flatters their body more than if they're kind of like hiding behind something, which again, I feel like can be a very, like for a new mom or like people who are adjusting to a different body type temporary or not, like just feeling like you'd rather be wearing something kind of like big that you're lost under, as opposed to finding what really works for your proportions. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I really do do specifically feel for new moms because they're in a really sort of funky unchartered space that they haven't been in before because they just don't feel like their bodies are theirs. You know, like I don't even recognize this body, you know, and I think it's particularly challenging for women that are getting back into the workspace that have to go to work that are still breastfeeding, you know, still have kind of that baby weight on and nothing is fitting in their closet and they just don't feel sexy. They don't feel themselves. And I, it just, it, it pains me, you know, um, cause it doesn't have to be that way. Um, so, so yeah, I'm glad you, I'm really glad you brought that up. Um, because I, th- I think that people that, I think there's a big difference between people that gain weight or losing weight. I think that's sort of a grad, typically, typically it's a gradual thing. Whereas bam, all of a sudden, you know, you have a kid and you're, and you're trying to na- still navigate your everyday life, you know, you still have responsibilities and it's just, it's like walking through quicksand, you know, it's, it is a struggle. It's a struggle because, you know, they know they're going to lose it, but you know, <laughs> it's just tough. It's tough. All the hormones, it's tough. Exactly. So I guess kind of, cause I feel like there's probably a decent amount of new moms that listen to this show just to yeah. take that step further and whatever other thing it may be, maybe you're recovering from some kind of surgery, like some reason why maybe you are feeling as though some kind of weight gain that you're experiencing is temporary. Yeah. Yes. Like how do you kind of help people through that? Because it's not like you're going to like redo their whole wardrobe and concepts surrounding this body because it's kind of like they're stuck in this in-between, which I think can also be really hard for people because they're like, how long am I going to be here? I like, I don't know how to handle this. Yeah. And I, and I think that's, I think that's a really good point in that, you know, keeping in mind, you know, this is temporary, but you do want to look good. You you know, you, um, you want to look nice. You want to present what I sort of, stick to is fit. Let's fit you for today. Let's not invest a lot of money. You know, let's not like really spend, you know, 700 to a thousand dollars on that blazer, you know, um, let's, but let's fit you for today and let's get some key pieces that you can rotate, you know, in and around and you feel good. Um, but I'm not going to start a whole new wardrobe for them because I don't, I think, because I think it's a mental thing too. I don't want them to mentally think like, Oh, I spent a lot of money, you know, um, you know, putting this together and this is, this is going to be me in perpetuity when I don't one, I don't think that's true. And two, I just want them 
to feel good today. And we're just, we're talking about today. You know, we're not, we're not going forward, which is typically how I do a capsule. It's like, okay, this is going to last you because this is, these are going to be your go-tos for, you know, three, four, maybe four seasons. And then maybe we can do something else the next year. But I, I, I try to get where they are and just, you know, make them feel good today. (laughs) Got it. And then kind of, we kind of touched a little bit on other like emotional things too, when it can relate to this stuff. So I guess just kind of, if there's anything else for people who are feeling like they're probably ready for some kind of purge or update in their closet, like how do you kind of prepare people for like the emotional component of what it is and probably is a big piece of why we all put things like this off for so long because it does really bring up a lot of emotions. So for people to feel a little bit less alone and maybe like prepared for the process if if they want to try and do it. Yeah. So first of all, I tell them we're going to have fun. This is going to be fun. (laughs) Um, Even though they're like, yeah, right. (laughs) But honestly, when people get that rhythm, you know, as we go through the closet, we go through everything and we kind of put them in piles, you know, definitely giveaway, not so sure, um, you know, maybe want to keep, but have to, you know, mend in some way. So we, we, we're, we're, it's not a yes, no, it is yes, no, maybe kind of mindset. And I think that disarms people a little bit because they're like, oh, I thought, okay, okay. I feel, I feel okay. But as we go through the closet and they get a rhythm that that maybe pile by the end of it, they're like, yeah, they've already decided, you know, but I think in the beginning, it, it, it's, it's just getting that your mind around what you're doing. And I don't, I don't, I'm not so sure I want to part with this. And at the end, they're like, yep, get rid of it. Um, Because what we do is when we get rid of things, kind of what you were saying in the beginning is, yeah, it's one thing to get rid of things, but then you, you know, you have to have something in your closet. When we get rid of things, we make notes. I make a shopping list essentially um, of the key things that need to be in there. And this is all based on the goals that they have set. I go and do a very thorough sort of intake questionnaire with people to really find and drill down what their goals are. So we can hit those goals, whether it's looking you know, more put together for going out with my husband outfits to looking good going out or rather um, going to work or, you know, whatever that goal is, we have a focus. We are very focused and we go through the closet. We get rid of stuff that doesn't fit, but yeah. Okay. That yellow blouse, or, or sorry, that white blouse that's kind of yellow now. <laughs> yes, you do need a white blouse. Um, so that's going to go on the list. And so I create a list where either people can take that list and go shopping on their own and they know, um, you know, that what to shop for and focus on, or I shop with them. So it's not, you know, we make the most of our time and I prepare people for, for, you know, what's, you know, what we're going to do. And it's, and honestly, it's, it's fun. It's fun. And they they feel so relieved, like a weight has been lifted off their shoulder. Like, Oh my God, I cannot believe we got all this done. Um, So it is, it's, it's very, um, it's very uplifting and people love it, frankly. (laughs) Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, it is that it's the overcoming of the initial like scary piece, but I think that's a good idea. Like having the 
the maybe pile kind of helps mm-hmm. to bridge the gap a little bit. Yeah. So I, I make sure one, does it fit? Two, is this your style still? And three, are you going to wear it? Actually kind of four. Okay. You say you're going to wear it, but where are you going to wear it to? And I kind of pull that out. So things to go back in when we hope or think that we're going to wear it, but we are going to wear it, you know, and that, and it does fit and does look good. And it is our style. Great. Those are great rules. So I'll recap that at the end, but basically it was, is it your style? Does it fit? Mm-hmm. And actually, where would you wear it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wear it Tell where me where you, yes. Those yes. are really good questions for people to ask themselves because I do think that, are you going to wear it? Is like, yeah, I'm going to wear it. And then it's like, but when? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That really is well, like, I'll tells you. Out on dates. And you're like, well, I don't go out on dates. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I love that. And this is typically a question that I ask um, guests on the show is usually it's surrounding like kind of healthy habits kind of thing. But I kind of think that it aligns to think of like healthy, like style or closet habits, because I think in some ways, this again, feels like how I help people as a health coach. Like we help them to get rid of things that don't serve them in their home. And we give them a bunch of new things to add into their diet and clean beauty products and all of that kind of stuff. But yeah, you really have that, like those like habits to stay consistent with it and stick with it. Otherwise they could just, you know, kind of go back to the old ways that felt comfortable. And I kind of feel like your closet is the same way. Like someone can help you purge it and reset and all that. And then six months later, you can kind of be back in the same place again. So what are sort of, or what are the ways that you kind of like consistently keep up with your own style and closet and like updating it and kind of what could people at home do to to kind of stay consistent with making sure their, their clean out sticks. Right. Um, well, first of all, I, I'd like to say that I think people select things based on emotions. You know, you see something, you're like, oh my God, that's so beautiful. Or wow, that's sharp. I want that. And I, and so I don't think people are going to change their behavior. I think you have to work within people's behaviors and that's okay. But I think knowing what's in the closet. Okay. So having, you know, once you do the purge and, and, and you know, what's in the closet for the most part, when you do have those like emotional buys, stop and think, okay, this is an emotional buy. I know this is an emotional buy and think mentally, okay, what is this going to go with? That's in my closet. Because what ends up happening is you get a closet full of one-offs that then you, then you never are able to integrate or don't take the time to, you just don't know how to pair it. Um, so, and that's what builds those big closets of just stuff. So I think, you know, not denying people that emotional purchase, I get it. I do it myself, but do it in a way that is going to work with your closet now, you know, um, and then, you know, just, just being conscious of it. I'm not saying don't buy it, but you know, is it, is it something that you really want and how are you going to wear it? Yeah. I yeah. think that's what keeps the closet kind of in check. I love that. Those are great tips. Now I do have a few kind of like quick fire questions for you. Okay. Um, so one of them we already talked about, which was like the three things every woman should have in her closet, which you had said, blazer, denim, and a seasonal shoe. So one for summer, Mm -hmm. spring, one for winter, fall. Mm -hmm. Um, What is one thing that every woman should probably get rid of? 
<laughs> uh, this is just a personal thing. <laughs> we are done with the cold shoulder. We are just done with the open shoulder. Yeah, it's a, it's such a 2017 look. <laughs> totally. <laughs> just 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 let's get rid of that. We can do better. <laughs> so you can keep your skinny jeans if you really love them, but you got to get rid of the cold shoulder. <laughs> I do actually would love to talk about that quickly because I do feel like that has like rocked people. <laughs> the concept of that skinny jeans are no longer cool. Like, are you kind of in the camp of like? if you're a skinny jeans girl and like, that's what looks good on your body, like stick with it. Like you don't need to like toss all your skinny jeans out. Okay. So I won't, I won't say, I I think when new trends come in, I don't think that it it automatically means that what you're currently doing is like passe. I think sometimes it does. It's, but I mean, our skinny jeans sort of love and let's not forget the booty. Okay the love of the booty has been, this is shoes, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, they, those have become such a staple, staple for people um, that I, that no, I'm not going to say get rid of that because we still wear high boots, you know, our riding boots, we still love our riding boots. Right. And that's been, oh my God, that trend has been going on forever. So no, I'm not going to say ditch your skinnies, but, and this goes back to what I said before is don't dismiss the new stuff that's coming on because you think it's for somebody else's body type. Figure out if you can integrate that. Don't be afraid to try the high-waisted jeans that are in now, or, you know, sort of actually baggy jeans are in now. Don't, don't sort of dismiss things because they're new. Change is good. Embrace it, which doesn't mean you have to get rid of the stuff that you're currently wearing. That's what I would say. I love that. I love that. And I think too, as someone who's kind of like wants to draw a further conclusion from that, like the cold shoulder thing was very much a moment in time. (laughs) So like when those things end, it's time to let them go. Whereas something like you said, a booty or a riding boot or a skinny jean that, I mean, lasted for multiple years, like that's not a moment in time trend that needs to be over when it's over. (laughs) I think that's helpful for people. And then what would be like, if you had to pick the number one item to invest in? Um, okay. I'm a little bit torn, but man, there is nothing that replaces a good pair of fitting jeans. I'll say that, um, know your brand and it is not easy. You know, when people are just like, I can't wear jeans. Yes, you can. But there are so many jean types and cuts that you really do have to kind of invest a little bit of time. Don't give up, um, because it's really worth it. And then the other thing that I would say is again, going back to a blazer, like, man, that can make your, that can elevate you. And in that outfit that you're, that you're in like in seconds, I mean, you saw it over the, over, um, you know, the, on the runway, you know, blazers with, with cutoff jeans, you know, like 
it just is such a nice thing to have as a go-to that can change an outfit instantaneously. I mean, I wear blazers with tennis shoes and shorts too. Like, and I, I love it. I love it. I agree. I love a blazer too. And what is your feeling on like tailoring? Because again, obviously it can be really hard sometimes to find yeah. like things that fit you to a T or you kind of like get most of the way there and then invest a little bit yeah. more get it tailored. Is that kind of how you. So, um, a lot of off the rack is what I call them, which is again, what you find in stores ready to wear don't fit everybody. And so if you are that body type and I am like, um, I am very petite and I'm not off the rack find yourself a tailor. There is nothing wrong with that. And I think more people should do it. It is worth the money. It's not that expensive. And once you find a good tailor, you know, and they know how, you know, your measurements and how you like things to fit. It's, it's just, it just makes such a huge difference. Um, so don't think if something doesn't fit you that it's not made for you, like you can get it, but, um, yeah, get, get things tailored. We, we just don't do that in our society. And, you know, a lot of other parts of the world, they do, you know, and I think that's something that we should embrace. Yeah. And I think the other thing that people run into is like the concept of more is better and feeling like they want, they'd rather have a bunch of different options than having one option that really fits them. But I think what I'm taking away from this is it makes more sense to invest in, you know, a couple pairs of jeans and just wear them a lot. (laughs) Like, you don't need to wear different jeans every day of the week kind of thing. That's really funny. You say that because I, you know, um, my hope is that, you know, people's minds, because I would agree with that, you know, we really kind of are of in the U S of the mindset of having more, you know, that fast fashion and like, because you can go into H and M, you can go into forever 21 or all those sort of stores or even sort of like the banana Republic and buy shirts so cheaply, you know, target so cheaply and wear them and, and more is not necessarily better. And I think as we become more educated on sort of how that fast fashion really is not great for our environment and it's not great for our mental health. And it's, it's just not a great way to be because, you know, for sustainability, sustainability reasons, I think getting into the habit of really being a little bit more conscious on what we buy and buying higher quality and wearing them more and, you know, accessorizing with things to kind of change up an outfit. I mean, I think that's another key thing. If, you know, you're not into scarves or you're not into jewelry, you know, yeah, just try those things out to change up a look. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's, I think it's a, it's a great way to not feel like you're still wearing the same blazer. You're still wearing the same jeans because when you change up a look, people will notice the look versus like, Oh, are those the same jeans? <laughs> so absolutely. So true. When you think about it, like if you just happen to wear like a big necklace and you normally don't, that's exactly what people are like. Oh, I love your necklace. They have no idea. Yes. The rest of your outfit is the exact same outfit you wear. Totally. All the time. Yes. That's a really great tip. tip. Um, So what would you say is one thing that is definitely not worth investing in? So you could buy it, Mm. but just not invest like a significant amount of money in it. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll have to go back to trends, you know, Um, if if you want to try something a little bit trendy, you know, one thing that's, you know, kind of trendy, 
and it may be a little bit dicey. You may not want to invest a whole lot because God, let's go back to our cold shoulder <laughs> scenario. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, I wouldn't sort of invest in that, but um, yeah, notice, notice the difference between your style, your staple style and, and colors and what is trending. Um, yeah. Great. And then what is, do you think the most like toxic piece of fashion advice that's out there? Um, oh my God, you know what I hate? (laughs) I hate the lists of that say so-and-so should not wear this. A, especially age, when they target age, you know, women over 50 should not wear this or guys over whatever should not do this or, you know, because it just plays on our insecurities and it's sort of that fear-based, you know, people are going to point you out and call you out because you're a 51-year-old woman and you're wearing a skirt above the knee. Oh my, you know, come on, come on. That just really... I just can't stand that. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's helpful. Um, so, you know, read those lists with a grain of salt, right? You know who you are, you know, your style, you know, what looks good on you. Um, and, and, and use your gut, you know, that's yeah. I hate those things. Yeah, Me too. (laughs) (laughs) And then what would be the number one piece of advice that you'd want to be kind of like taken away from this conversation if people did one thing after listening to this episode? Mm. Hmm. I would say, you know, with those three things in mind, if you're scanning your closet, just look at the things that you have. Do things fit you? Um, are they your style? What condition are they in? And are you really going to wear them? I forgot the condition one too. Because sometimes you're like, oh God, I'd love this. It fits me so well. It's like, yeah. And it's literally falling apart. <laughs> I feel that pain. <laughs> it's like a security blanket, right? Like, but oh, I love this so much. Um, but yeah, I would go through your closet and kind of think those things through. You don't have to get it rid of, rid of you know, things, but just when you're ready, you know, but start thinking in those terms. Does it fit me? Is it my style? Am I going to wear it? And then also understand the condition of, of what you have in your closet too. And, and do you need an upgrade, you know? Yeah. I think that's great. So I love talking about this. I don't think I even mentioned it at the top, but I used to work in fashion. So <laughs> this is kind <laughs> of my wheelhouse in some extent. Um, I love it. But I did, I always ask my guests this at the end of the show, but what is one toxic thing in your life that you've released that's made a major impact? Oh gosh. Well, I would say uh, it was two things really. So in 2016, I had realized that the career that I had built up was toxic. And I also realized that the marriage I was in was toxic. (laughs) Um, And so in 2016, it was a major thing for me. It was a major year for me because I ended up getting out of that relationship and uh, changing my career and getting out of my career. I was in um, 
health behavior research and which I loved, but I think it was the type of career around that. So I've created a life that's on my terms and I am so happy every day I get up. I am so, so happy not to say that I don't have bad days, but getting rid of the toxic things in your life really creates a new lease on life because time is precious and you know, you have to live on your terms as hard as that is. I mean, getting a divorce and, you know, starting a whole new career all in one fell swoop was incredibly, incredibly difficult, isolating, you know, I, it was not easy, but I'm so much happier now, really. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like that is I mean, those, each of those things individually would be a lot for anyone to deal with. So I, I mean, it's very impressive that you, you know, did them both at the same time. But I also think in a lot of ways, sometimes like once our eyes are open to like, wait, like I can do what I want to do. It was like a fire sale. It was like a garage sale, you know, everything. <laughs> I love that. And obviously what you're doing now, you're so well suited to, this was such a fun conversation and I would love for you to share how people could work with you. Cause I'm sure a lot of people are very interested in having you. Help. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Thank, well, thank you for having me. Um, yeah. People can check out my Instagram at the wandering Parisian. Um, I also have another Instagram. It is um, dating with style club. If you're single and you're interested in getting some go-to outfits that really speak to you and your style and your body type. Um, and then I have a website, uh, wanderingparisian.com. So they can DM me on Instagram. Um, and I don't know um, if you have show notes at the, at the end. So I can just give my details there too for, for folks. Perfect. Yes. We'll link up to everything in the show notes, anything else that you want to include, we can put there too, to make it easy for people to connect with you. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was such a fun conversation. I'm sure everyone got a ton out of it. Uh, Well, thank you for having me. It was fun. Well, that was such a fun conversation. I know I got so much out of it and I'm so excited to really get to it in my closet, but I wanted to summarize the takeaways. The first being that building a wardrobe that you love, that supports your current lifestyle and goals and fits you really well, gives you confidence, it improves your mindset, and it helps you to put your best foot forward. And ultimately, what we're presenting to the world is what we receive back. Number two, our wardrobe must-haves are go-to blazer, jeans that fit to a tee and complement your body type, and a pair of shoes per season. And all of these items are worth investing in. You want to be choosing high quality items that fit you well, obviously, of course, related to whatever your budget is, but this is where it's worth really investing. This is also the things that are important to get when you're in a time of transition where maybe these items won't be fitting you for a long time. So you don't want to necessarily invest in them, but you still want to buy something that fits you really well. And when it comes to a blazer, jeans and shoes. Number three, when it comes to new trends, before you write them off, give them a try. Just because a new trend comes along also doesn't mean you have to get rid of the old stuff. So for example, we all know skinny jeans aren't the hottest silhouette in denim anymore, but it doesn't mean that you have to get rid of all your skinny jeans if you really love them and they really work for you. But you should still try that new wide leg. 
Number four, for the most part, rules are made to be broken, except when it comes to incorporating balance. So learn your body types, which you may have more than one, and use proportions and prints to create balance. Number five, fit is key to flattering your body and looking pulled together. Great fit can be challenging when you're buying things off the rack, so consider tailoring. It is not as expensive as you would think it is, and it can really elevate the way your wardrobe looks when it fits you really well. Number six, questions to ask yourself when you are detoxing your closet. Number one, does it fit? Number two, is it in good condition? Number three, is it still your style? Number four, are you going to wear it? And number five, where will you wear it? And as you're doing this process, start off by creating yes, no, maybe piles. Maybe makes it a little bit easier to get started, but likely by the end, you'll be ready to say no to the maybes anyway. Number seven, more isn't better for our wallets or the planet. You're better off investing in key pieces that work together. And if you feel like you want to mix things up because you're kind of tired of wearing the same core items in your closet, fun accessories can be a really great way to make outfits feel fresh and new again. And number eight, you have to live life on your terms. It's incredibly difficult to make big changes, but it's totally worth it. And again, I'm so happy that you guys are here and enjoying these interviews along with me. If you have anyone that you think I should talk to on the show, I would absolutely love to hear it. You can always contact me on Instagram at the.detox.diaries. I would love to hear what you think of the show, what you're liking, any ideas that you have of what you'd want me to talk about, and also just to get to know you. And of course, if you're enjoying the show, I would greatly appreciate if you would leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to support the show. And of course, sharing it with any friends that you think could benefit. So thank you again for being here and I will see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.